here at Stay House Podcast, we're always dedicated to giving you a little bit more. That being said, stay tuned for the next few minutes as we give you a little extra with one of the most renowned NBA experts in the land. Enjoy. Make every night legendary. Guys, we've had some pretty legendary nights, but we've also had some nights that weren't so legendary. The non-legendary nights are done. Tonight is going to be legendary. We have a special treat for you, Stay Ass fans. We welcome NBA Titan 20-year writer Sean Debney with us here on the Stay Ass podcast uh, to discuss a little bit about the recent events going on in the NBA, uh, some trades hot off the press, as well as the upcoming NBA draft and what that means for the future of the NBA. Uh, thanks for joining us, Sean. Well, thanks for having me. Sean, we're going to jump right in. Uh, we know the recent events that took place, the big trade, between New Orleans and Los Angeles. Who actually won that trade, in your opinion, Sean? Well, you know, there's no question that the Lakers come out of it with uh, with Anthony Davis, so you gotta you got to make them the winner. Um, there's there's just uh, uh, he, he's too much of a talent, uh, you know, and, and for them to be able to pair him with LeBron James, especially after the kind of year that team had last year, especially in the second half, uh, you know, that sort of salvages what's been a really tumultuous six months, uh, not only on the court, but, of course, off the court with Magic Johnson. So I think you have to make them the winner. You know, this sort of takes everything that happened in the last six months and, and makes it okay. Um, but, you know, look, the Pelicans, for where they were, and, and, and once it became clear that the Celtics were balking at giving up Jason Tatum, that was the deal, I think, that New Orleans had sort of zeroed in on, was, was bringing back Jason Tatum. Uh, once it was clear that uh, that that the Celtics were having second thoughts on that, uh, then uh, then I think the, uh, the Pelicans really had to go back to the Lakers and try to put together the best package they could, uh, and they did that. I think the draft could wind up being valuable uh, down the road. So I thought uh, David Griffin did as well as he could have uh, in the position he was in, uh, but I don't think there's any question that the, that, that the Lakers are the winner today. Definitely, definitely. And we just saw, too, Sean, that uh, the trade went down uh, between Memphis and Utah over Mike Conley. Uh, how do you think that's going to play out for Utah as well as for Memphis? Well, you know, I don't think Memphis uh, uh, did very well in this deal at all. You know, they didn't really get back a whole lot. Um, and, 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 you know, that, that's a, uh, a tough thing when you're dealing with a guy, uh, when you're dealing away a guy uh, who has done such an important part of your franchise as long as Mike Conley has been. Uh, but, you know, Utah, considering, like I said, they didn't give up much, uh, you know, Grayson Allen and Kyle Korver and the draft pick, and, uh, you know, not not a whole lot that, uh, that they're going to take a hit on Dick Crowder as well. Um, you know, for Utah to be able to bring in a, a point guard like that uh, who can be such a good complement to, to Donovan Mitchell because both of those guys can play with the ball in their hands, Conley and Mitchell, they can play off the ball, uh, both of them can shoot. Uh, you know, as long as you have guys who can who can work together in a backcourt like that, uh, then then I think that you're going to really see uh, uh, you're going to see Mitchell take off because uh, you know Tommy is a very good spot up shooter and and Mitchell creates so much uh, so many problems for the defense uh, that uh, uh, that you're going to have Tommy taking quite a few open shots because uh, the, the defense is going to collapse on him 
uh, and that's going to make opponents. But uh, Ricky Rubio, the guy that they've had at point guard, just couldn't do that. You know, he's just not not a guy who can make shots. So this is going to be, I think, a big win uh, for the Jazz, and and, and really puts them when you look at the way the West is shaping up. Uh, really puts them at least in the top four, I'd say, uh, at least as of right now uh, in that Western Conference. Okay. Jordan? Yeah, you know what? I, I totally agree with you, Sean. When I look at that trade, I think that's a huge upgrade for uh, Utah going from Ricky Rubio to uh, a player of uh, Mike Conley's caliber. I think that uh, because of his experience, playoff experience, uh, how he plays defense, some of the things that he brings to the table, I think he's a huge upgrade at that point guard position where I think Utah needed uh, somebody with a little bit more, uh, a better tool or, or skill set just to kind of round out that starting lineup. Now you got Donovan and all those boys. So I think that that will take them a little bit higher in the West, especially with the injuries to KD and Clay. Golden State might have to wait a year mm-hmm. to truly be relevant. So, uh, that's something that I, I definitely agree with you on. Yeah, I think that, you know, you're right. You know, you look at where Golden State is uh, and where Houston. I mean, Houston has, has taken such a nosedive and they've got all these problems now. Uh, you know, it's really hard to read exactly how the West is going to play out, but, but Utah has been really consistent uh, in terms of where they've been in the West the last couple of years. And as other teams drop down, you have to figure that they're going to bounce up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So let's play GM for a moment, Sean. It's you know we're we're based in the Chicagoland area, so we have a specific interest in the Bulls. If you're the Chicago Bulls, what are you doing with this draft that's coming up tomorrow night? Well, I think you you really obviously if you can come out of it with a point guard, uh, you know that's such an area of need. Uh, then 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 that 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 that's what you're looking to do. Um, but hey, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be tough uh, to imagine that, uh, uh, that that any quality point guard really drops uh, uh, down to down to the Bulls. They'll probably be looking uh, for that every in free agency. So, uh, so I think you're really going to be in a position where uh, you've got to take best player available. Uh, and you know, Derek Culver uh, is certainly a possibility. DeAndre Hunter, uh, if he if he's still around at that point, uh, you know, these defensive-minded wings. Um, you know, guys who, who can come in and, and probably contribute uh, right away just because of their uh, defensive ability. Um, Cam Reddish, I think, is, uh, is is a guy who has an outside chance. Um, you know, a lot of scouts uh, have sort of taken a second look at him after the terrible year he had at Duke, and 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 when you look at it, he's still a you know six eight uh, shooting guard who's been who, who does have a nice shot and, and and probably will rebound once he gets to the NBA. So. Uh, you know, that, I, I think the Bulls are, are really a best player available. You know, positionally, of course, you'd like the point guard, and if, if Darius Darwin were somehow to slip, uh, then, uh, then the Bulls would jump on that, but, uh, uh, but I don't see that happening. Certainly, he wouldn't get that Phoenix at number six. The Thunder also, uh, pretty desperate for point guard. Yeah, you know what? I, I, I agree with you. I, I have, I have to, uh, mention that on, on that player, Darius Garland. Now, we, we talked about this in, in a, some previous podcasts before. I'm really high on him. And to me, he's kind of like in the mode of how Kyrie Irving, you know, when he was at Duke, played a few games, got injured, but everybody knew that at the next level he would be something special. Do you kind of see the same things or the same talent or maybe level of skill or in, in, in a Darius Garland potentially? Yeah, 
But yeah, I mean, I, I don't think he's quite as good as Kyrie, but I think, uh, you know, he, he definitely has that ability to sort of, uh, to take his man off the dribble, uh, get in the lane and, and collapse that defense. And that's such a big part of the game these days. Um, and, you know, that, that of course is Kyrie's strength. Uh, but I, I you know, I mean, to, 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 Kyrie's probably a little too high up. Uh, in terms of his ability, I, I don't think Garland's quite there. Uh, but he might be a better playmaker. You know, he might be a better passer, playmaker for other guys. Um, you know, it, it, it's tough because he had the injury, uh, and, uh, and, and we just don't know exactly, uh, uh, exactly, uh, we didn't see him quite as much as we've seen everybody else. So it's just hard to really, uh, really determine, uh, where he should be ranked, I think. That's actually probably helping him right now because mm-hmm. uh, because we didn't see that much of him uh, and because there's there's so many mysteries in this draft that uh, that that folks are be going back and taking a look at a small sample size rather than seeing uh, you know maybe later so maybe later in the year his some of his flaws get exposed of course maybe later in the year uh, he he does some things to cover up other flaws and becomes better so it's kind of hard to, to to judge him but I almost think it's uh, in, in a draft where there are so many question marks, uh, having not played, he's not really hurt him. Uh, obviously, he's probably going to be a top five, top six pick. Yeah, yeah. You know what? W- with that in mind, I also want to know. You know, in every draft, there's always gems. There's always people that kind of fall through the cracks and fall down. You know, to a team that 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 happens to get a gem. Who do you think this year's hidden treasure is going to be where they're going to look back teams that passed up on a particular player and they're going to say, oh, man, we should have, you know, scouted him better. We should have known that he was going to be a special player. Who do you think that guy will be? Yeah, you know, I like the the, the kid from Auburn who got hurt, uh, Okiki. I, I, I thought, uh, uh, you know, his ability to do uh, a number of things out on the floor uh, you know, I just think that, uh, uh, and, and he's just a winning player and, and, you know, a little bit, uh, uh, to, to me, a little bit like a, like a Draymond Green type in that way, uh, where he's a little bit of a tweener, you know, six, seven, six, eight, uh, can do a bunch of different things, uh, pretty good defensive player, uh, can be a guy who, uh, uh, you know, really can knock down, uh, uh, jumpers for his size as well. Um, you know, to, to me, he's, he's a guy who is probably going to go in the 20s, might even go in the second round, uh, but I think he's a guy that a lot of teams will regret passing on. Uh, so he's certainly someone, and also Cam Johnson, you know, he's a, he's a senior, uh, and, uh, and, and so he gets sort of, uh, uh, overlooked. Uh, nobody wants to draft a 23 year old because, you know, mm-hmm. the feeling is, wow, he's too close to his, uh, uh, he's too close to his ceiling. Uh, but you know, this is a 6 eight guy who can do, who can knock down three. Uh, you know, you show me somebody who, uh, uh, who, who doesn't do well in the NBA with that skill set. Uh, I think he'll, uh, uh, he's a guy who can come in and, and contribute right away. Um, you know, some folks have him in the 20s. I think he'll go probably a little earlier than that. Uh, I just think shooting is, uh, uh, is such a, such a necessary commodity in today's NBA, uh, that I think he's a guy who, uh, uh probably should go a little higher. So we've noticed that you noted, uh, Sean, that uh, this is a fairly uh, unsure draft, a lot of question marks, and many would say a weak draft. So what's with all the buzz with this number four pick? Why are we getting so much talk about people trying to move up to the fourth spot and honestly what many consider to be a pregnant draft? Well, yeah, and uh, it's a good question. Uh, you know, the one thing, the Pelicans have made the pick available. There's no question that, that when you look at their roster right now, where they stand once this trade goes through and everything's settled, uh, then, 
then then you know they're going to be a team that uh, uh, really is lacking uh, in front court pieces. They'll have Zion Williamson. They won't have anybody else really. You know, we'll see what they do with Julius Randle. Uh, you know, they've got uh, uh, Okafor, but uh, uh, you know they they need some help in the front court. There's no question about that. Uh, and it's just not going to be anybody there at four. You know, I mean, probably the next best big guy is, is Jackson Hayes, and 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 it, it would be a stretch to have him at the, uh, as as the number four pick. So uh, New Orleans is either looking looking to move down, you know, whether it's a, a trade with Atlanta, which has eight, ten, uh, and seventeen. Uh, or or to move out of that 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 spot and 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 to uh, uh to, to to see if there's a, a way for them to get either more picks or 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 player in picks. Uh, so that's 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 why that uh, spot has gotten so much attention. And then it becomes in terms of the player that you take there. It's it's really a beauty in the eye of the beholder. There are there are teams that absolutely love Jared Culver, uh, for instance, and, and his uh, ability to shoot, his ability to be a lockdown perimeter defender, um, and uh, and of course his athleticism. Uh, there are there are teams that really like Cam Reddish. Like I said, uh, you know he he's a guy who uh, uh, struggled at Duke, but I think a lot of teams kind of give him a pass for that uh, because he was playing with two other star players and and got a little overshadowed there. Um, so there's there's there's, there's uh, uh, teams that would be looking at, and of course we mentioned Darius Garland. Uh, you know if you uh, if if you're desperate for a point guard, um, you know then then that might be a, a spot where you move into and uh, and go ahead and try to uh, try try to get hold of him. So. Uh, yeah, that's 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 sort of why number four is creating so much buzz right now. Okay. All right, all right. Now I got I got one more question, at least from my end, is I want to play a little devil's advocate. Now the last thing I asked you about was who might be a hidden gem. So let's let's go the opposite route. Who do you think may actually get drafted high and be overhyped? Like they they don't live up to expectations. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot of possibilities in this draft. There really are. Um, you know, there's 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 definitely, uh, uh, like I said, a lot of question marks. Uh, uh, and you know, I'm not a big uh, uh, believer just going by the uh, the scouts that I was talking to. Um, in uh, in in Kobe White, for instance, you know, I don't know that. Uh, mm. You know, he's he's kind of an under undersized point guard. Four guard, you know, he's too much of a combo guard for me, uh, and, and, and doesn't really, uh, uh, you know, to me, I, I just don't know that he translates, uh, to today's game. You know, he's much more of an ISO kind of player, uh, rather mm-hmm. than a ball movement, uh, spot up kind of player, uh, like the next you'd like to have now. So, uh, 51, um, you know, the kid from France, uh, Zumboya, you know, I've, I've heard a bunch of different things on him. Uh, I think he's a big, big risk. You know, obviously a lot of teams, are willing to take a risk in this draft because there are so many question marks, uh, but he has has the potential to be uh, uh, a pretty big bust as well. Uh, so you know, those would be two guys who really uh, uh, who really stand out to me. Um, you know, there's that center from Maryland, Bruno Fernando. I, I, I've heard uh, you know really uh, uh, so-so things about him. Uh, there are some teams that would consider him uh, uh, in the lottery even or, or, or near the lottery. Uh, I mm. think that's way too high for him. So so he'd be a guy who. Uh, uh, depending on where he goes, and if he goes in the twenties, that's probably where he should be. Uh, but uh, uh, but if he if he goes up in the lottery, then that could be uh, uh, that could be a troublesome pick down the line. Yeah, no, too high. Okay, all right. So, Sean, uh, one more question. Bring it back home to Chicago to the Bulls. How do we get these guys a championship, man? How do we how do we bring the Larry O'Brien to Chicago? 
Uh, well, I think you start with uh, an overhaul of the front office. Uh, I think they've probably had enough time, and and I say that, and I don't have anything against Paxton and, and Gar. Uh, you know, it's just it's it, it's time. It's time to get a new vision in there. Uh, you know, it's been too much treading water, and 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 too much, um, you know, just just too much personality conflict, whether it's with coaches or with players between. So I, I I think they need a fresh start. Uh, I think they've got, look, they've got some talent. There's no question that, that this team uh, has some potential. Uh, I just don't know that uh, uh, that the leadership right now is where it needs to be. So uh, I think that uh, with this roster, if you if, if you bring in uh, you know some some some, some people who have uh, a different sort of vision and and and, and can have a, a different sort of approach where everything isn't so confrontational all the time, uh, then I think that would be good for this team and. Uh, I'm not saying championship, but uh, but at least get them back to being a uh, you know consistent playoff team and and uh, you know maybe one player away from being a contender. Okay, here's our show. So I, we don't know if you quite tuned into any of our episodes of the podcast, Seahawks podcast, the legendary Seahawks podcast. <laughs> legendary, I know, I know it's legendary. The <laughs> <laughs> segment that we do is called the Rubber Report, and we know that you spend a lot of time. Uh, here in the Chicagoland area for a while, you know, based here uh, due to some previous endeavors. Do you have a spot that you can recommend for the Stayos fans uh, that's a hot spot for you or a go-to spot for you that you like to grub out, man? Oh, man. Well, I mean, I, I'll tell you. Uh, let's see. Uh, what was that place called? Oh, man, now I can't think of it. Oh, Bluebird. Bluebird, Bluebird I think it was called, uh, in uh, over on... Over near Logan Square, uh, that was a place that I used to like. Um, I always like every time I'm downtown, anytime I visit Chicago, I always go uh, back to the Billy Goat and have have a cheeseburger. Right? That's, that's something that uh, you know when I when I first came to Chicago, that was one of the first things I wanted to do, uh, and I and I still love it. I still love going there. So uh, so that would be uh, that that that's something that's uh, uh, still uh, uh, you know still sticks with me. Um, yeah, man, uh, geez, uh, every place I go in Chicago, I usually, I usually like. So I'm gonna go on scale <laughs> a little bit. I like, uh, uh, Le Colonial, uh, which is downtown. I, I guess it just moved. It used to be on Rush Street, but I think it just moved to like Oak Street or something like that. So if okay. I'm going high end, you know, that's, that's one of my, that's one of my favorite places, but, uh, I'm not that much of a high end guy. But it, it, when I, the times that I do, uh, that, that, that was always one of my favorite places. All right. Thanks, Sean. We appreciate your time today, man. Yeah. Stay our podcast listeners. Sean Devaney, NBA Titan, 20-year writer. You'll even see him on your 2K games. Appreciate it, Sean. That's right. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Thank okay. you, man. Once again, the Stay Us Podcast would like to thank Sean Devaney for extending his powerful insights to the podcast. Certainly a true friend of the podcast here going forward. Thank you, Sean. And on behalf of Jordan, I'm Chris. Stay us out.